Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to a Tuesday show of Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole, bringing you sports from a West Side point of view. Okay, here's the rundown. Xavier went to Madison Square Gardens and took on St. John's in a very close and very exciting game. FC Cincinnati's new coach. Well, he's not the coach anymore. He resigns today. Reds, full squad workouts this week. Spring training is officially started. I cannot wait. I'll give you a preview of Wednesday night's game, which I'm going to, uh, versus UC versus UCF. And Joe Burrow, there's an article came out. Does he have leverage? And what does that mean? And is the national media making stories up again? We'll get to that in a minute. All right, let's get to it. Xavier versus St. John's. Xavier won 77-74. It was in Madison Square Gardens. Very tight, very close game. Xavier scored the last eight points to pull out the victory. That's their 11th straight win over St. John's. That's unbelievable. Zach Fremont hit a shot with 10.4 seconds left to put Xavier ahead. Now, this is... Two, to me, very good, extremely good wins on the road that Xavier has. A week or so ago, they had the win at St. John's where they're up 30-6, to six, which I still can't believe that's 30-6. to six. That's just unbelievable. Anyway, and then you go to Madison Square Gardens and take on St. John's, and you win 77-74. to 74. I really think Xavier's in. I mean, I, I, I do. I mean, they're in on the bubble. They're in the Big East. They're going to take more bubble teams from power conferences than not. So, especially this year where everything's still up in the air. So, I really think Xavier's in. But, of course, they got to keep winning to, to find out. Uh, Xavier takes on Villanova Saturday at 2.30. So, it doesn't get any easier for Xavier. I mean, you, you just left St. John's. Now you get to take on Villanova. So, good luck to them. I know I don't cover soccer very much on here. Like, like not at all. Because I don't. I don't know the sport. I'm trying. I, I don't follow it. I'm FC fans, I'm trying. I'll, I will try to watch the games and, and figure it out. But this is some uh, pretty big news I have to report. is uh, FC Cincinnati's coach, well, former coach now, Ron Jans, has uh, decided to resign amongst uh, him being accused of using a racial slur. Uh, the investigation continues. So... Uh, nothing's proven yet, but I think, you know, Jones and, and FC Cincinnati decided to part ways because the season's about to start, or in preseason as far as I know. Uh, I don't know who's going to be the coach yet. There's no word on that. Um, Jans took over, well, took over dumpster fire. Last year was not a very good year for the first year for UF, uh, FC Cincinnati in the MLS. Uh, he took over in August, and... Like I said, it's they're an expansion franchise. They had the worst record in the league. So it's going to take them a while to get going, but they have signed, signed some very big free agents. So there's a lot of good things coming FC Cincinnati's way. I think that's why they just wanted to get Jans out of the way and move on and move away from this story. So I don't know who's going to be that new coach. When I find out, I'll let you know. My Cincinnati Reds. The Reds have started their full squad works workouts this week. Everybody's there. Everybody's ready to go. 
First game is Saturday, 3.05 Cincinnati time versus the Cleveland Indians. Pretty sure you can listen to it on 700 WLW. Unless uh, Xavier UC's playing. I don't know. <laughs> I said that. It might not be on there. Who knows? You have to look to find out. But we got 38 days. 38 days until opening day. Where I've said this before on this show. I'm sorry. Cincinnati was the very first professional baseball team. We should all get the day off. It should be a vacation day for the city of Cincinnati. But this could be the 100 and first year of the opening day parade. And Marty B, Marty Brenneman, after his first year of being retired, he's going to be the Grand Marshal of the opening day parade. That was announced earlier today. I had the feed on um, a Facebook page. I think I tweeted it out. Anyway, check both those out. Sports with Strawberry Ice. Now the game, I'm, I'm more excited about this game now than ever. I got tickets to go. Uh, UC versus UCF, Wednesday, 7 o'clock, if you don't have tickets, which I think there's tickets still available, but if you don't want to go, can't go, it's on ESPNU. Now, you're like, Strawberry, how'd you get tickets? Well, I'm glad you asked. I ended up going to uh, the Bunker Armory last night and watched the uh, John Brandon Coaches Show, and I sat down and was talking to Terry Nelson, had a good conversation with him, ended up getting into the... Uh, the drawing, and my number got called. So I get two tickets for UC, UCF. I'm happy. Um, like I said, I was sitting down talking to Terry Nelson, and I was asking myself, man, what, what's up with Javon Cumberland? I was like, he barely even played the other night. What, you know, was he mad at him? What's, you know, what's going on? He goes, he was sick. I said, oh, I didn't know that. He goes, Terry goes, I didn't know that until after the post game. I didn't listen to, to the post game. I went to bed because I had to go to work. Um, so I didn't get to, uh, I didn't know that. Um, so anyway, that's why Javon did not play very much at all. So I kind of feel bad for ripping right now. So my bad, Javon, you're sick, dude. You're sick. I understand. Now this is an interesting little stat. According to bracket, bracket matrix, easy for me to say 83 of 49 bracketologists currently have UC making the NCAA tournament? 83 of, of 90, excuse me, 83 of 94. I think that's what I said. 83 of 94 bracketologists currently have UC making the NCAA tournament. It's pretty good. Like I was saying before, I think Xavier's in. I'm pretty sure UC's in. Like I said, Xavier's got the biggies backing. So that's why, the, the you know, if there's a, a nod either way going, I mean, you, Xavier's in the Big East, so they're going to get the nod as far as that goes. But I really do think we're going to get in. Now, we can't lose. We can't have any dumb losses. We cannot lose to UCF. I mean, UCF is nowhere close to anything like they were last year. Uh, we went down there and pretty much dominated them at the beginning of the year. And that's what needs to happen tonight, which I know. We just went down to East Carolina and barely survived. Well, I posted this. Actually, Dan Horde tweeted this out, and I retweeted it, and I posted it on uh, the Facebook page. And it's a recording of Brandon and what he said uh, as far as how the kids didn't play as good as we'd hoped they did would uh, against Eastern Carol or East Carolina. Basically, like I've said before, it's a road game in conference. Emotions are high. This is one of the biggest games for ECU all year. So you are going to get their best shots. Now these are 
18 to 21 year old kids. Sometimes it just happens, you know, and you have games like this, but the be- the good thing is they pulled it out. Now, this is a question I asked Coach Brandon last night on his uh, radio show. I said, how do you think, you know, all these overtimes, uh, we've had three in a row and six uh, over the whole year. Actually, we have back, we've had three in a row, then we had three in a row. So we had three games in a row of, of uh, overtimes. Uh, and I said, so how do you think that's helping? And his answer is pretty good. Yeah, he thinks it could help, but it also has to um, get them ready for the turn, ready for tight games, ready for advanced advancement. I mean, my personal opinion is we're not a very deep team. So for us to go into East Carolina and have Javon sick, it couldn't play very much. Jaron didn't do a whole lot, fouled out. And we still ended up pulling it out because we got their best shots. You know, I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard this. Well, this team isn't a very good three-point shooting team. And then they nail them against us. And not the East, uh, Eastern Carolina nailed them, but they hit more than they normally do against us. So, as far as that goes, we've had a lot of stressful close games. And I'm hoping that'll translate into the NCAA tournament. But the problem is, the other way is we've had a lot of close, stressful games, so it could be wearing the kids out because we're not that deep of a team. I mean, we're not. That's just a fact. I mean, we're only, what, three, four deep, if that, off the bench consistently. So that's why that that three-pointer by Harvey and the way Davenport has uh, picked it up, well, last not so much last game, but the game before that, and then um, Micah Adams-Wood, that dude has been money. I mean, that guy, John Brandon said it last night on his radio show. He's not a freshman anymore. He has made big shots, great passes. He has earned his playing time. And that's what we're going to need. We're going to need these freshmen to keep continuing to get better and step up so we can move on into the NCAA tournament, which hopefully I want a long run. I want to get out of the second round. That would be nice. All right, now. There's an article came out. <laughs> Mo Egger had the interview from this guy from Texas on, and I guess the guy's from Cincinnati, the the uh, interviewee. Um, and the article came out. Does Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow thinks he has leverage on the Bengals? Blah blah blah. And Joe never said that. He <laughs> they keep putting words in his mouth. I mean, his parents have come out. I don't think. Trust me, I have a feeling I think it is killing Joe inside to not say, yes, I am fine with going with to the Bengals. Stop asking me these questions. I'm sure his agent is telling him, don't answer that because you will lose your leverage. I mean, so Joe does have leverage as far as making sure the Bengals have an offensive line that's going to protect him, weapons around him, so he can develop into the quarterback we all think he's going to be. In the next 10 years. That's the leverage he has. And that's the leverage I think he's using. Now. Robin Burrow. Told this Texas newspaper. Said it's a story out there. That someone has created. And doesn't have any substance to. His dad has tweeted. Or not tweeted. But contacted. uh, uh, Roush at uh, Fox 19. And said he's fine with going to the Bengals. Okay. I really think the leverage he's talking about, like I said, is trying to make sure that the Bengals get players around him 
to protect him so he doesn't get killed. And they have weapons so they can go win a Super Bowl, go win playoff games, go do these things. You know, and the, the thing that Burrow has that Carson Palmer didn't have, Andy Dalton didn't have, he's already won the biggest game of his life so far. He won the national championship in football. He's won that. So right now, there is no bigger game for him than that one. So yes, that'll translate to the NFL, but you have to have the line, you have to have everything else. So that's where, I, like I said, I think Joe is using his leverage for that. And that's smart. <laughs> I mean, that's very smart. And the thing is, look, NFL contracts, they're, I think, three years long, maybe five. I think they're five. Okay. So it's five years. He signs a five-year contract. And in five years, if the Bengals don't do anything, then Joe Burrow's leaving. So Mike Brown, Duke Tobin, they're going to have to do something to keep him because he can leave, you know? And Carson Palmer complains and complains and complains. Dude, you're the one to sign the second contract. So, whose fault is it? And like I said before, you leave, Andy Dalton comes in, and we go to five straight playoffs. So, Bengals fans, there is hope it can happen. And with the quality of a quarterback that we have in Joe Burrow, I think there's a very, very good possibility it can happen. Because he's already won the biggest game of his life. So, he knows what that pressure is like. No. Now you're saying, am I saying a college football championship is as much pressure as a Super Bowl? Well, it's pretty darn close. I mean, if you see how much media is around there and how big that is, I mean, it's it's almost as big as a Super Bowl now. I mean, it is a huge game. So, anyway, I think Joe Burrow's going to be fine. The national media has just have nothing to write about. It's, I haven't worked, it's, what, April something? I don't remember. Nine more weeks, ten more weeks, something like that. I've listened to these goofballs trying to find something. And you know what? I also tell you the mental toughness of Joe Burrow not to crack and just say, shut the blankety blank up. I'm tired of answering these stupid questions. I'm tired of you guys answering them for me. Or, oh, I think he means this. Or I think he means that. He just sits there and keeps answering it the same way. I like Joe Burrow. Joe freaking Burrow. That's just sports, baby. Make sure you like, subscribe, share. Tell all your friends about me. See you guys.